Welcome to This Here Wow, brought to you in part by Jen Schulte, real estate broker with Century 21 Millennium Inc. Brokerage. The Jen Schulte team, leading you home. This Here Wow is the podcast dedicated to highlighting entirely exceptional people, places, and things found right here, right under our noses in South Georgian Bay. I'm Dean Holland, the lucky so-and-so charged with the exceedingly pleasurable task of pulling that all together right here each week from the comfort of Studio 11. I am about to state the obvious. Wow, I'm still learning so much. Day after day, I'm still very much learning. The list is almost too long to begin rhyming off all the things I'm learning about, or to do, or to do better. So I'll just stay in the land of this here wow. How's that? Uh, this is episode number 10, incidentally. I didn't know a heck of a lot about podcasts a few months back. I'm still learning, still wrapping my head around it to a certain degree. Over the past nine episodes, I've learned quite a bit about video calling like Zoom and Google Meet. I do all my interviews using those sorts of platforms. Although I become really quite comfortable with it, there are still some elements that I'm becoming more comfortable with. I'm continuing to learn about sound production and editing. All of these things are part of a, a pivot that I've been trying to do, you understand? You see, I've been a live entertainer for a few decades now. My life has been about appearing on stage in front of live people and letting technical wizards do their specialty thing. Now I'm having to do a bit of both the onstage and the backstage and the, uh, the front of house, as we call it. Oh, and social media. That's a whole other related thing that I continue to learn about. Learning how to get all those bases covered. Still learning. And aside from all those technical things... I'm learning each and every week about those people, places, and things found right here in SGB that make me go, wow, lighthouses, greenhouses, choirs, black history, cookbooks, shelters, Down syndrome, fat bikes, so many things with so many more to come. I'm continuing to learn, continuing to grow, and that's a good thing. Never want to stop doing that. I'm also learning that I can change things up a bit as I go along the road of podcasting. I can try new things and see how they work. I can experiment a bit, follow my gut, go with the flow. To that end, I decided to switch things up just a bit this week, flying with only one guest. Figure I can do that from time to time if I want? Absolutely. The conversation warranted it. Speaking of which, let's get to that right now. This here, this here, this here, wow. I met Jeff Wilson a handful of years ago. Uh, he was playing part in a film that my wife was supervising wardrobe for. Uh, it was a bit after that that I actually think I met him. Quiet, unassuming, not shy, but almost something approaching that perhaps. Not sure. Can't quite put my finger on it. Participated in a bit of a, a comedy thing with Jeff along the way as well and got to know him in wee bits. Just as the pandemic hit Canada, I was in the midst of doing some directing for a local community theater group. Jeff was in the cast. Of course, the show was postponed and then postponed again. Eventually, it'll get done. I'm confident. Now, I knew that Jeff was very talented with paper and some sort of writing utensil. Jeff was blessed with the skill that eluded me, drawing, illustrating. So I did know this about Jeff, but apparently I didn't know just how good he was. Then I started noticing Jeff's stuff online. Then, quite recently, I saw that he'd been recognized in a rather large way for this talent. So, yes, I reached out 
and asked him to tell me all about it. Well, it, I, I was quite surprised to get the uh, second place as the, uh, the Ontario Community Newspaper Association Better Newspaper Competition uh, Cartoonist of the Year. And that was uh, uh, for a, a little blog, uh, what I call a blog tune. It's basically um, a one panel blog uh, drawn by myself of my uh, my lovely wife Barb and, and myself and yeah. and uh, it's uh, it, it's been something we've been I've been doing I guess in, in social media for about two and a half years uh, the first one we did about uh, oh I can't remember now it's I think it was 2017 when I started uh, doing the, the tunes and we were just posting him uh, occasionally on on our uh, social media, Facebook, and uh, I didn't realize uh, there was something called Instagram at the time, so I, I tried it out and, and started to post it there. And uh, it, it just kind of was something we would do on occasion. Um, and it was, you know, it, it was reasonably interesting for our uh, family and friends to, to see us uh, in cartoon form. And it was, it was uh, you know, I don't know if it's ever been done before by anybody else. Probably has, but uh, it certainly was uh, something we thought we'd try. Barb, it was Barb's idea, actually. I will give her credit for that. She, uh, she had the, she had the brainstorm there and said, you know, we that would be fun to do this and and let her friends uh, sort of see in, in picture form the things that we do. And and uh, and she was very, she's always been helpful with the ideas that I've come up with as well. And so it, it started and it went on for about uh, oh, a couple of years. And uh, next thing uh, we knew, there was this uh, pandemic coming up, <laughs> which uh, we started, yes, and, it, and it's funny how uh, we all started to hear about it. This would be late November of 2019, hearing about the events in China and, and um, this little province in China that was having this pandemic and would it get here? And, and of course, that was always in the back of our minds. But uh, uh, in that time, um, I have good friend who has developed into a really good friend. He's the uh, curator at the uh, local museum, uh, the Flesherton uh, South Gray Museum, uh, Robert D'Antorno. Um, he has always been very supportive of, of the cartoons and, and always, you know, very active in commenting on it in social media. And uh, he asked me if I would mind if uh, they uh, exhibited these cartoons in um, a family day event that they were held, holding in Gray Highlands, uh, Markdale. Uh, it was an annual event they held there, and uh, um, he just thought, well, this would be a good thing to to post some of these cartoons for you know some of the people that are competing in things and and relaxing and having a coffee and something to look at. So I agreed to that, and we got some great response out of that. Uh, so that that took it a little further, and then when the pandemic was, uh, and, and you and I were in the same room when we uh, at Thornbury Community Theater. Uh, our, uh, our show that we were going to do and and when the decision was made to uh, say we're going to have to shut this down um, I remember Barb and I sitting in our house and the, the world was locked down pretty much uh, one Sunday afternoon and uh, got an email from Robert uh, in Torno saying would you uh, be interested in doing um, a cartoon for this uh, initiative we're doing here at the municipality of Grey Highlands uh, called uh, Together We Get Through This and uh, his, he suggested I just do a, a cartoon of, of Barb and I getting through the this, and um, it went um, on our usual um, uh, social media sites, and and Robert shared it on the South Gray Museum uh, 
uh, Facebook page and Instagram page. And uh, it ended up getting into the local newspaper, which uh, where I work as a, a graphic artist, but I've never, never haven't done a cartoon for them for, for ages. I just never thought it was something that uh, people were interested in anymore. So I, I never even pursued it with them. Mm-hmm. And to my surprise, they published that particular cartoon. And uh, about a couple of weeks later, uh, the editor, Mary Redmond, asked me if I would be interested in submitting these on a semi-regular basis because um, obviously with the pandemic, there are not a lot of uh, events happening and that newspapers uh, depend on on goings-on in a small town, especially. that's um, you, you don't have a lot of hard news, uh, hard political news in a small town. It's usually very low-key and, and the small-town newspaper depends on you know the garage sale or the or the legion event that they're holding and and, and theater events <laughs> yeah. uh, these and things know, were... in, in the, and in the midst of all of this it's important to have a little bit of levity from time to time <laughs> that's uh, and as i found that's exactly what uh, what really was the the beauty of it is that the, there was a little bit of levity it wasn't uh, it wasn't always um, you know knee slapping humor but um, I felt the way I approached it was, you know, these are um, two people going through this very strange time and, uh, and how we, you know, how we would go through it. And uh, it was, uh, to my surprise, it was quite well received by readers uh, at the newspapers. Uh, the uh, two newspapers are the Dundalk Herald and the Advance of Grey Highlands. And... Uh, to my surprise, I, I've done cartoons for that those papers before, and never had the response uh, at the pitch that I that I've had since uh, since I went in there, and uh, it was really uh, something for me to see that to to to, to I, I still haven't grasped it, but um, then um, while this the year went on, I, I think it was last summer, uh, Mary Redmond, our editor, said, you know, I, I think it would be appropriate to uh, nominate you as the cartoonist of the year and um and of course i was very honored to uh, to be thought of in that way so i said yeah well, well thank you so much and uh, so that process uh, got started and to my surprise i think it was uh late january or early february found out that i was a a finalist between three great artists in ontario uh, with ontario community uh, newspapers so I, I thought, you know, this this is great. It's a real honor to be, but I didn't really foresee I would be any higher than second or third. And as it turned out, I I was second. So that that is a huge honor to me. So, uh, what got you into this? Like, is this something have you drawn your whole life? Is this something you've always liked to do? Well, but when I was about two years old, I can remember um, getting in the mail the comic section in the in weekly newspaper we had a, an old 1920s farmhouse out in a little area called Larston, which would be just northwest of uh, markdale and uh, the former glenelg township and uh, we got i think we got a handful of newspapers there was the um the F- winnipeg free press weekly which sent out a kind of a regional paper on saturdays and it would have a big color comic section in it and the toronto star weekly which um, was was delivered in the mail to most people uh, in on Saturdays. Uh, so I remember Saturday being a big day around the house, and and uh, the, the, we had the old tin mailbox out on the on the side road, and I remember going out as a kid and trying to reach up and pull the newspapers out, and and I'd sit in in our 
sitting room area. It was like a little parlor area in the, in the old farmhouse and pulling out the comic section and uh, letting the sun shine in through the window and light up my uh, light up my life with the cartoons. And that's a memory that, uh, you know, still lingers today. And I just always dream, you know, it was like a, a dream world. You, and this is like television theater too. You, uh, you go into this dream state and you're, it takes you away to a different place. And I remember that feeling uh, from, from way back when I would be about two years old before I could probably uh, even utter a word. I, uh, but uh, that went on, and I remember uh, before I started school, I that was my dream was to be a syndicated cartoonist. And, and you mentioned the, some of the names like Bill Keen of Family Circus and Charles Schultz of uh, Peanuts. Doug um, Wright is another one that comes to mind. Doug Wright is one of my heroes. That was one of the, the features I read, uh, Doug Wright's family from the um, originally, I think the weekend magazine it was in both weekend and canadian magazine at one time these were weekly supplements that came in our uh, our local papers uh, i think the canadian came in the end the weekend came in the one sound sometimes for many years and oh yeah doug wright is one of my one of my heroes i was one of the the comics i read every week and he had of course um uh did very well he was a very prolific guy too he had a lot of features um just look through some some things recently is some old newspapers that I had and, and his work was all over the place. He had a strip called Cynthia, which was about a teenage girl. This would be back in the early sixties, a uh, strip called the wheels, which was a fantastic strip where he draw beautiful drawings of, of uh, cars of the time, which were, uh, you know, the beautiful Chevrolet cars with the nice smooth back ends. <laughs> the guy could really draw cars and, and, uh, he was amazing. So uh, that certainly was where I got a lot of my drive to uh, enjoy cartoons. Okay, so now you and I know that Jeff Wilson is quite the talent when it comes to the art of cartooning, and that he's recently been recognized by the newspaper industry for his talents, as well as his community and readers of the local papers that his current strip appears in. We also know how COVID has been somewhat responsible for a sort of launching his talent in a bigger way. We even know a bit about how it all began, as well as at least one of his big influences. But there's more. Jeff took me on a journey that I didn't quite expect. So we're going to dive into part two of that chat in just a minute. But first, there's something I'd like to do. Right now, I'm going to take 60 seconds to gush about someone else I think is really great. Really wow. Jen Schulte. Perhaps you're on the lookout for a new piece of property, a new humble abode. Perhaps you're needing to find something a bit bigger for your growing family, or maybe it's time to downsize. Whatever the case, it seems to me that the person for you to reach out to is Jen Schulte, real estate agent with Century 21 Millennium Inc. Brokerage. For 22 years now, Jen's been busy creating the rather impressive top-producing Jen Schulte team right here in SGB. She's another one with a seemingly endless supply of energy, enthusiasm, and experience. And her team certainly is a reflection of that as well. Jen plays a big part in bringing this here wow to your ears each week. Something she does because of her love of the South Georgian Bay community, as well as its various wows, of which there are many. Both Jen and I know that South Georgian Bay is so very exceptional in so many ways. SGB, the place to be. So, if you're looking to build your wealth through real estate investing, or if you're looking to buy or sell anywhere in SGB, Jen and her team will help you sell smart 
and buy smarter. Guaranteed. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, or go to jenscholteteam.com. He's here. Wow. This past week, I reached out to Jeff Wilson to give me the scoop on the accolade that recently came his way, recognizing his talent in the art of cartooning. As I said earlier, I've known Jeff for a few years now. Well, at least I thought I knew him reasonably well, but he's a pretty darn humble guy. A man of few words, still waters run deep and all that stuff. So our chat revealed a whole whack of things that I had no idea about. We touched on fax machines, blackboards, iPad Pro, Teddy Ruxpin, and Charles M. Schultz, just to name a few. And I asked him to think back and identify who might have been his biggest influences. I think as far as visual style, um, I really began to like Lynn Johnston's style. She'd be another person that came from the Hamilton area. Um, I really loved her visual style. She had a terrific look to her cartoons. It was it was you'd look through the comic pages and and hers would always stand out as a really just a nicely drawn strip. Well, I'm not familiar and so with I, that I think, name. Who would she who would she have been? What strips? Okay. Uh, Lynn Johnston is a uh, famous Canadian cartoonist. The strip was named uh, For Better or For Worse. And oh, yeah, it was it's still running uh, in, in rerun form. But um, uh, Lynn was, um, uh, I guess, by the time I was taking college uh, or taking cartooning, uh, I, I took a cartooning course at Sheridan College uh, starting from 77 graduated in 79 and Lynn would have Lynn would have been just starting her career then uh, as a syndicated cartoonist and um, pretty much a fledgling career at that time now and you know now she's known around the world uh, based here in Canada never never left the country uh, like so many great artists did uh, like uh, Jim Jim Unger who's another Canadian cartoonist that lived in Bahamas I think most of his career but Lynn was very unabashedly Canadian and stayed here. And um, I had the good fortune of meeting her and, and speaking to her a number of times and just a wonderful person. And uh, yeah, so she, um, she was very influential to my visual style. And of course um, that really developed uh, after uh, um, I had uh, been doing a strip for many years, uh, trying to get it syndicated and worked very hard at it. And it had these characters with huge bulbous eyes. <laughs> and um, I remember sending a, a letter to Charles Schultz and, and uh, sending a, some samples of my cartoon and uh, saying, you know, what do you, what do you think of this? And he said, he said, well, uh, your writing's fine, but uh, I w uh, maybe you should consider not drawing these characters with the bulbous eyes. It's very unpleasant to look at. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful because, uh, but it it kind of kind of deflated my balloon at the time, deflated my bulbous eyes at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I really I really thought I discovered something with these bulbous eyes, but uh, I I did start to look around and see you know what what other styles I liked, and that's when it kind of began to uh, be influenced by Lynn's uh, drawing style, and and Gary Trudeau is another one who I think I liked the look of uh, Doonesbury. I, I, it really inspired me quite a bit. And uh, at that time, I'd been uh, hired to work as a, an animator at uh, Atkinson Film Arts in Ottawa on a project called uh, The Adventures of Teddy Ruxpin. So this would be 1986. This would be the big time in my life uh, after Labor Day 1986. And I'm, I'm moving to Ottawa from, from a small town in 
central gray County. And, uh, so it was a, it was a big adjustment for me, but it was a, it was probably the big, the best learning experience I had as a, as an artist and as a, as a writer and a cartoonist, uh, to, to make that jump. And, and, uh, you know, I, I jump in, jumped in, uh, dove in the, the, the deep end <laughs> and I somehow made it through, uh, came through the experience and, and learned a lot. And, and I managed to keep from getting fired. I know. I'd, yeah. <laughs> I got through that experience. But you, up, but you ended up back here. And I ended up back here. Yes. Because the animation industry, um, as so many animators will tell you, talented uh, animators will say it's so inconsistent in, in it. Um, it'll be it, boom time. Uh, boom time can last for a while. And then, then there's a real, uh, lean time and that's just the way the industry is and uh, it, it continues to be so today it, so that's just the way it is it's uh, it's inconsistent but and, and here I am back here like <laughs> you're right that's uh, that's kind of the the story for a lot of people <laughs> you know but, and I don't mean that in a bad way because of course so many people wish to live here well because of so much that is South Georgian Bay oh absolutely I mean uh, I I, I ended up back here, but you know, I, I, uh, I love it here. And, uh, I, I think it'll be, it would take something to take me out of here now that, you know, I've seen, I've seen, uh, different, uh, places, uh, in Ontario, I've seen, uh, different parts of the, of North America and, and, um, bouncing around quite a bit, but, um, I, I still have to say this is, uh, the most beautiful and the most special area that I've ever lived and, and, uh, and of course it is home, but, um, you know, more so it's, um, it, it, I, I feel comfortable here. I, I, I hope I never have to leave here again because, uh, it, it really is of all the places I've lived. It's the place that I've felt the most at home. Yeah. Well, and now more than ever, I would think you, you can do what you're doing from here and you can still get it out there. Well, it, it is true. It's, uh, you know, I think of all of the, the things I had to do to, to get my work out there and to get it seen and to um, it's, it's so much of an easier platform now with the internet and social media, you know, you're right. You're connected to the entire world. So something like I do is something that's very, um, things are a lot easier than, than they used to be at one time. Uh, yeah. I've, I've been around for a long time. I, I one of the original fax machine guys. I used to do, um, uh, spot drawings for a, a publication called Active Living for a, a gentleman named Joe Taylor who uh, lived in Craig Leith and that's where he basically published his magazine and Joe and I would um, met when I was employed at a screen printing shop in Collingwood um, back in 1983 and he was looking for for a cartoonist uh, to just do spot drawings for his publication his uh, his regular uh, cartoonist uh, and a guy who was a kind of a legendary cartoonist, George McShane, who uh, uh, did uh, worked at many publications, the Toronto Star, and in a lot of the, um, he sort of specialized in specialty publications like uh, Canadian Labor this this month or something like that. So, but he worked for Joe, and he kind of got a gig that he he wanted to work more at. So, so that was to my benefit and, and uh, it was a sporting magazine and I was into sports at the time. So it, it really seemed to resonate. 
And uh, Joe and I hit it off uh, very well. And I worked there for 30, close to 30 years. I was with Joe and, and that was uh, at times I would be living in Ottawa and I'd, we'd still be working together and I'd be faxing <laughs> the cartoons to him. And yeah, <laughs> I don't know how, uh, how we did it. It was, it was a lot of, a lot of, you know, had to develop a network to, you know, where's a, the fax machine in town <laughs> yeah. and that would be changing week to week. So, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's been quite a process and, uh, and I, I, yeah, I've seen a lot of changes, uh, working with Joe just, uh, and then by the end, uh, and, and Joe has passed away now, I think he passed away in 2013 and the publication stopped at that time too. But uh, I think at the end we were, um, I was just scanning the cartoons and emailing them to him. So it was, uh, it had changed that much where I was de originally delivering them in person. What's the process now? It must be even easier. Oh, it's even easier because I draw on the uh, on an iPad Pro in a program called Procreate, which is a terrific program. And you, you hit a button and it creates uh, whatever format you want to send it in. You can send it as a, a JPEG or a PDF and uh, email it to whatever, wherever you want to, or, or, Instagram or, or Facebook. It's, uh, it's just draw it and, and send it. And it's, wow. uh, it's pretty simple. Now, so now, compared to what now you've intrigued me. Uh, give it, I'm going to say, given your vintage, <laughs> <laughs> um, have you been swept away by that technology or do you still get the hankering to sit down and use good old paper and pens and mm. pencils? Oh, I still get the hankering to sit down with those old paper and pencils and, um, I, um, yeah, I still have a, a doodler's instinct. If I get a, um, get a, a blank piece of paper and a, and a pencil or a pen, the ballpoint pen, I still, I still am a doodler. Um, that began, uh, for me back in, uh, I remember in high school, I used to, um, and actually, sorry, public school. I remember, um, uh, if I was sitting in class and I would kind of, my mind would wander and I would doodle on my back of my notebook or in my textbook. And uh, I had one teacher who was very, very much against it and, and took me aside one time and said, you know, I, I wish you wouldn't do that. And, and, they, and she punished me and I had to write lines on the blackboard. I will not draw in my, <laughs> I will not draw in my textbook. <laughs> and, uh, and she was very nice about it. Like I, I don't, I don't have any ill feeling toward her at all because I, you know, I was just a, you know, I was just doing what came naturally, I guess. And uh, when I found out I'd learned, that's not acceptable. But the same teacher actually um, later on said, um, you know, I would like you to, uh, we're, we're thinking of doing a school newspaper and we'd like you to be your cartoonist. So that was my introduction to, to, to that side of it. And I thought that was pretty special because uh, <laughs> she, what she was doing was taking me from the negative side and, and introducing a positive uh, aspect. And, uh, and that uh, I always appreciated that. That's really interesting coming from uh, somebody who once punished you for your doodling and then, <laughs> and then coming to you and wanting to make it blossom again. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was, uh, it was like a smack, but here, Make it do this. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was amazing. You're right. It was kind of a made a positive out of a negative. <laughs> you say you're about two years into this uh, this particular strip. Oh yes. Uh, well, it would be it'll be well. It's well into its third year now. Um, the first the first um, when I started, it was only 
doing it like once a month or whenever I'd feel like it <laughs> because uh, I was busy with other things and, you know, we were uh, trotting off many places. So I didn't have a lot of time back then, but uh, uh, so, so now I do it weekly. I try to keep um, sometimes twice weekly, but um, I try to keep it on a weekly which is great for me because, uh, you know, I, I remember tr when I aimed to do a weekly uh, daily strip, I would write strips every day and aim to meet that that quota of, of seven strips a week. And that was, uh, that's pretty hefty uh, workload. And if, uh, and I did it for, I did it for three or four years as I was trying to become syndicated. It was uh, uh, something that I, I took on and, and I wanted to be, I wanted to be a guy that could do this. And uh, I worked hard at it, but, um, you know, I, I, so I'm proud that I did that for, for quite a while, uh, met that pace even. And then I thought, you know, I'll do it for about a year and see what happens. And, and it never really um, took off, but at, at a weekly level, it, it seemed to work fine. So, uh, so that seems to be the pace I'm, I'm uh, working at now. And that's, uh, and that's fine. It's, it's great. It suits my lifestyle now. <laughs> yeah. And what's your favorite thing about doing that? About cartoons? Um, I think the the most the, the most uh, rewarding thing is to um, is to capture something um, a, a slice of life and to um, to express it in a way that that speaks to um, to yourself and other people and that and that's that's the payoff I think that that uh, um, it the the commentary but uh, is is important too but I think. When, when people and, and well, even when I uh, say, you know, I, that says something to me. When, when you speak to yourself that something that you didn't uh, maybe set out to do, and it ends up uh, becoming something profound that uh, comes from you, it, that's, uh, that's the payoff. Can't tell you what a pleasure it was to speak to Jeff. A truly feel-good chat on what was a rather brisk, blowy, and wet week. I was genuinely tickled by the thoughts that he shared and by his recollection of so many of his experiences, experiences from right here in SGB and beyond. Another individual that we are all privileged to have residing in our rather glorious community. If you'd like to see the tunes we were talking about, follow Jeff on Instagram or, or see a nifty time-lapse video of Jeff doing his thing, I've posted all that info on the This Here Wow podcast with Dean Holland Facebook page. That brings me to the point in the program where I express my sincere gratitude to my wonderful guest. Thank you for taking the time to be part of this week's episode of This Here Wow. I sincerely loved the time we shared chatting. Love even more the incredible contribution that you have made to the SGB culture. We're all pretty lucky to be able to be here in this rather exceptional landscape called South Georgian Bay, aren't we now? Of course we are. And of course, I'll have an entirely different wow or two to bring your way next week. There's no shortage of them here in SGB. I promise you that. Now, if you have any questions or comments, or perhaps there's a wow that you think should be on my radar, please send me an email, dean at thisherewow.com. We'll get that job done. Again, that's dean at thisherewow.com. You can also go to my website, deanholland.com. That's dean, H-O-L-L-I-N.com. And I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much again to the Jen Schulte team. Jen Schulte, real estate broker with Century 21 Millennium Inc. Brokerage. Go to jenschulteteam.com. Thanks also to my technical producer, Steve Ritchie, for cutting and pasting the show together so nicely. 
Thanks also to my favorite IT guy, Mitchell. Special thanks to Ash. Love to G. And a really big thanks to you, too. I look forward to us being together again next week for another installment of This Here Wow. Until then, I'm Dean Holland. Wow.